Okay. Well, start now. The first thing that I was going to say is that I think we should say I'm Yoni Fine and I'm Laura Fine and we are Fine Fine Whatever and this is Love Songs, the podcast. I'm Yoni Fine. And I'm Laura Fine. And we're Fine Fine Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Love Songs, the podcast. Welcome to episode two of Love Songs the Podcast. There were so many people that said nice things about the first episode. And oh we... yeah, that was really lovely. Thank you to people for listening. Um, we didn't expect you to. <laughs> and it was nice that people did. It was really nice and people said nice things. And um, so thank you. Uh, according to the SoundCloud page, 99. We got 99 plays. Ni- 99 plays. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Uh, we need one more friend. We need one more. That would <laughs> we... be great. Yeah, thank you. We are Fine Fine Whatever. Laura Fine is a therapist and all-around genius. <laughs> and Yoni Fine is my husband. <laughs> um, and also a musician and English teacher. We are keeping this for now at soundcloud.com slash lovesongspodcast. And um, we'll have a website eventually. Still working on it. Um, but again, thank you, everybody. We are going to talk about more two more songs. This is "Look at Where We Are," and it's by Hatchet. 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 And I think my favorite part is the chorus for I think reasons that will be obvious when you hear it. But mostly, oh, confident. Yeah, I am super confident. Um, mostly, there's this idea of appreciating recognizing the space that you're in the love that you're feeling um and making sure you stop and look at it um and comparing it to where you were before before it grew and recognizing that you're not ever going to be able to go back there's always this fear you're going to lose love somehow um and there's this confidence in this song that it's actually impossible to lose the love that you're feeling you're never going to be without it again that's what he sings over and over and over again and the confidence in that it makes i actually feel my heart jump when i hear this song from from when he starts saying the chorus though oh yeah from the deep silence of my mind there's something i'm trying to find when it speaks you know you will hear my name not so complex in design, but harder to mind as I step in vain. Won't you come down to my arms? There's something I'm ready to say. Would you call my name? Look at where we are. Uh-huh. And, like, has to close your eyes and, and, and just 
What is it about that chorus that gets you? Well, I love, first of all, I love the promise that we're never going to be without each other's love again. That realization that that's what I was talking about, of not being able to go back to recognize that regardless of what happens in the relationship, I love you. And that's not changing right what this looks like might change it's i mean we're going to grow and it's going to regardless but the love's not going anywhere um and you can't unlove someone once you love them to a certain depth you know there's no retreat um so i love that but i also love the there's this um confusing thing he does where he's saying look at where we are remember where we started out um and to me that makes me think about comparing your relationship to where it was when you first met and that that makes me think about all sorts of things when I think about where we what we knew and who we were 19 years ago when we first met compared to where we are now and if I think back to where we were then and then I look at where we are now I really feel how special this is yeah it makes any mundane thing now feel massive because look at where we started yeah it's so so meaningful even texts we have about who's buying milk which it's always me i'm always one buying milk we text about about whether or not we need milk but those things seem like you know in some ways nothing and boring and in other ways they're so meaningful um because you're the person i buy milk for you know (laughs) um so there's there's that but then the next thing he says is um i need your your name name. (laughs) (laughs) like hey i just met you what's your name hey girl (laughs) like that's what it feels like he's saying but it's really Um, deep but it's actually this whole other thing this this deeper thing of needing uh, there's a whole thing that i want to talk about about what he means by sharing his name and needing her name uh what that means what the the name is about what he's actually singing about what do you think It, it always makes me think of um do we stop in frame? Oh, see, that part happens and we have to stop talking because it's... It makes you stop. It makes so, you stop and freeze. It's so arresting. So, like, for me, the name... <laughs> you're right, the name thing is always funny because it seems like it's this really deep thing and then he's like, what's your name again? But it makes me think of all those books, like in magic books, like in the Wizard of Earthsea books, um, how when some magician knows the true name of something, he has the power over it. Right. He has this otherworldly power when you know the true names of things or what else is... It's other book where it's, I don't know, I feel like it's a common thing. In those. Yeah, there's another one, I can't remember the name of it, that I'm reading now that also has this. <laughs> you can't remember the name of the book you're reading right now? <laughs> the first one's called The Name of the Wind, but I can't remember the name of this series. The, the one I'm reading is called The Wise Man's Fear, but okay. the series has a name. Um, and it has a similar part of learning the real magic is learning the true names of things, and you have to feel your way to them instead of, uh, you can't just learn them in a book. You have to find them by feel, and then you know them. You know what the true name is. And there's something about the power of knowing the real name of things right. that allows you to, well, in the magic, it's like allows you to control it or, or um, call it up, right. you know? Which is not so romantic. No. <laughs> but if we try to make it more romantic, and again, I, I, you could read it the funny way, like, this just feels like it's going to be forever, but it's a pick, like a pickup line at a bar, which happens to be the most profound pickup line of all time, because what's the first verse? From the deep silence of my mind is something I'm trying to find. When it speaks, you know you will hear my name. Yeah. So he's talking about his name. He's talking about this, the name that comes from the silence of his mind. That's his truth. That's his true being. That's his who he is. True yeah. self. And when his true self is speaking, 
it's singing this song. Because then he says, not so complex in design, but harder to mind. Uh, which I also love because... Some yeah, of, the like, simpler stuff is harder to do. Yeah, and the most common feelings that everyone has, the deepest ones, are not actually that complicated. They're all love and pain and sad and fear. and <laughs> um, But they're so hard to actually touch and convey to someone else, oh, even man. though we all feel them. And here he's talking about feeling this really deep, love yeah and everyone deeply loves right yeah. but it's so hard to articulate yeah. and we can't stop talking about right. it <laughs> us or humans humans yeah. i mean that's why there's so many love songs that's why we came up with the podcast to begin with is that yes. we were talking about how it's an idea that people can't stop trying to understand and trying to talk about and trying to create poetry in yeah. order to re- to speak the true essence of it and adding music to it because words don't do enough, right? Doing it since the beginning of everything. Yeah, we can't stop doing it yeah. because we haven't been able to do it completely. And people yeah. keep trying because it's that important. And not necessarily because it's so complex, it's just because it's so... Will you call what? It's hard to touch. My Look at where we are, remember where we started out Oh, yeah. He says that so, um, right. with so much longing. Yeah, so uh, I think it's it makes me think of he just like I need to really know you. I mm-hmm. need to know you completely, fully, mm-hmm. inside and out, everything about you. It's that moment when maybe it's, you know it feels kind of like that moment when you just you know getting to know somebody and you feel like I want to know everything about you. Mm. I want you to tell me about everything you can remember. Mm-hmm. Any story you can think of is going to be interesting because that's all of that is what's going to make up your name. Because I need to know you. Because I need to know you. Uh-huh. You know your real name. Uh-huh. There's so much power in that. Right. And he's finding his name. And it's not, it's not like he, he wants powers. to know hers. Yeah, he just wants... He just... Well, there's... I mean, that's part of why intimacy and vulnerability go together is that when you're vulnerable with someone else, you are giving them, they have the power to hurt you and you're trusting they won't, you know? Um, but, and that's, that's an idea that's in those books with the name and the magic too, is, uh, the Mm. idea that you can't just give anyone those words, you know, (laughs) only someone who's going to be respectful and responsible with all of that power can have it. And you only really reveal your true self to someone that's going to that hold it gently yeah, and take trust, care of yeah, it. You trust not to, uh, not to hurt you. Yeah. All that truth you're showing them. Right. Does that make sense? I don't think it did. <laughs> <laughs> not to hurt you with, you know, of course not to hurt you with all the truth you're showing because if I show you all my truth, there's so many ways you can hurt me. Um, yeah. and if you, like hold me and support me and hear me and love me. There's so many ways you can build me up, you know, but it could go the other way. (laughs) Oh gosh. That's how a lot of people, I think unintentionally hurt each other in relationships is not really recognizing how important 
they are to the other person and how much power and opportunity they have to help another person show and be their true selves and instead accidentally tearing them down because they don't realize that they're being hurtful. I think. <laughs> I mean, I think that's like, if I let you see the real me and you're not gentle with it, I think a lot of harm can be done. I love that song. I know you, you found it on a playlist or something at some point. Mm-hmm. Our, our friend Lexi at the first kind of turned me on to Hot Chip. I know she's a big fan. and uh, But I only knew the dancey stuff, so... Um, which I liked, but I'm not usually into like super like it's very upbeat and which I kind of tire of (laughs) Mm. Is that morose of me. I don't know when a band is like always upbeat and upbeat and super peppy it kind of drives me. It's like why I didn't really like Vampire Weekend until the last album. Um, I know somebody who's going to get mad at me for saying that. (laughs) Many people. Uh, (laughs) I loved the modern vampires in the city album because there was so much more space on it. Like we were saying before. Uh And there's so many more kind of um, down tempo stuff. Um, And they, it's really pretty. Like it gives room for the other things to breathe and just kind of, I don't know, mood wise and um, tonally. I just, I get tired of the ones where it's all kind of dancey stuff. Um, but anyway, there. I mean, I never really. In, wasn't until that song where I realized that guy's a really good singer. Uh huh. Um, beautiful voice. Beautiful voice. Um, and those are, you know, we were looking at the lyrics before here. I read the first, the first stanza is is like pretty profound stuff. It's from the deep silence of my mind is something I'm trying to find. When it speaks, you know, you will hear my name. I mean, come on. He's but, talking about finding his truth. Yeah getting quiet in your head and trying to find that deep place that deep voice and it needs to be quiet for you to hear it which is why i like the quiet of the song yeah and i also think the thing you're saying about how musically there feels like space or air that's not something that i hear but i can feel it like i don't hear what that the music's doing it but i feel that airiness Mm. um and i hear when i'm hearing him sing the lyrics and he's talking about he keeps telling her to come down to his arms and come down to his heart and i'm imagining her floating and he's trying to reel her back in, bring her mm. back down to him. Like a Chagall painting. Yeah, totally. Um, and so that's part of when you talked about the air in it. Because I picture the air. I picture her floating in this airy way. And he's trying to grab her back. That's good stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, I'm thinking about one more thing. Oh. Well, I had to get a name to marry you. <laughs> that was part of our process. <laughs> Do you remember, you know... I'm thinking about, um, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing to talk about? <laughs> uh, sure, that could be a thing to talk about. So you had to give your, you want, um, give yourself a Hebrew name because we signed a Hebrew uh, wedding contract. We had, a, we had a, a traditional Jewish wedding and we signed a Hebrew wedding contract and I didn't have a Hebrew name. Yeah. Uh, and it, I, I was, I was trying to be traditional <laughs> for you. <laughs> In, in some ways. Um, and I kind of wanted to have a Hebrew name um, and I wanted to reclaim some of that part of my story. Um, so I named myself and your brother uh, facilitated a naming ceremony in, yeah. in Israel. Um, I'm just thinking about how I, I needed to give myself a name so that I could give it to you at our wedding. Oh, man. That is relevant. It, it's sort of. <laughs> you, you needed my name. I need your name. <laughs> and it was one I chose, so it was yeah. 
Especially in some ways more more mine yeah. than the ones that were given me. Well, thanks. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> I, 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 I gave it to you. That's a good segue because I'm looking up at our wall right now and our wedding contract, our ketubah, is like one frame thing we have on our wall. And what's the other one? The other frame thing is a poster, <laughs> is a poster from a Mates of State concert. Uh, that we went to in May of uh, what year? I have no idea. It doesn't say. Uh, oh, May 22nd. It was before we had babies. Yes. 2009, maybe. I don't know. 2008. Um, but Mates of State is the band that I want to talk about. Okay, but I just need to say one more thing about the poster. Go because ahead. It's so, go- it, it's so great. It is in elephant and a giraffe in a rainstorm of ice cream cones and the elephant is standing up on its hind legs feeding the giraffe an ice cream cone with its trunk because the giraffe can't bend all the way down to get it beautiful it's so cute um shout out to sarah carey for turning on tomates estate all the shout outs to sarah carey well for sure um but that was so so mates estate is a husband and wife band one of those um, and we've seen them perform live more than we've seen any other musical performer oh, by far um we, we've seen by a lot like, three know, or four times we've seen them oh, perform i was gonna live. say four or five um, Are you counting when we saw um, him DJ at that club? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not counting that. Um, but they, uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, Sarah first showed me Mates of State because they were playing like for free um, and in Sproul Plaza in like 1999 at Cal. Yeah, because they, they, they're from like Kansas, that's where they met, but then they moved to San Francisco and so they were always playing a lot in the Bay Area when they were first starting out. And when they, on their Didn't early- they used to be scientists? He will like went to med school or something for for a minute, yeah. Okay. Um, their early stuff is all crazy organ and drums. He's a drummer and she plays keyboards. And their early stuff is just like this insane organ sound and lots of crazy, um, like really really happy, overly joyous um, harmony choruses. But the song, I love that stuff. Uh, but it's kind of insane sounding. It's hard to listen. Yeah, to. yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> so the song that um, I chose for this uh, happens to be, I think, a lot easier to listen to. It's from their album. Uh, Rearrange us. Yes, Rearrange or the rearranger. Us. No, I think the rearranger is the name of the song, and the album is called Rearrange. Not the name of the song I'm doing, but there is a song. called read the rearrangers the album's called rearrange us Um, it's my favorite of their albums yeah and on this one they kind of abandoned they stopped using the organs or not so much maybe not at all and there's guitars and other things on it and just mellower key sounds i have a thing to say to all of the people that listen to this about listening to mates of state and it's that if you decide that you love them and you start listening to their albums uh on repeat like happens to people that decide that you love mates of state you will sing along and it will be so fun and sound so terrible because it is impossible (laughs) to sing well to but it's so hard not to i agree with most of what you said except (laughs) i don't think it sounds terrible when we sing along with mates of state very terrible i mean we're not going to be able to refrain from singing along as we're listening to it in our headphones now so maybe maybe we'll see you might get to find out exactly how terrible we sound singing <laughs> along but also i hope that you feel how hard it is to not sing along it's so good all right so this song is called jigsaw oh, there's a lot to say about it i love the back and 
the, they sing together all the time mm-hmm. and they have amazing harmonies yeah and and when you watch them like they look at each other while they're singing too and so uh and they're uh, like yell singing at each yeah, other they, yeah, they're amazing to watch <laughs> so i love the way that they sing together here and um yeah let's let's listen to to like the first verse and, and the chorus maybe and then we can talk about jigsaw by mates of state you read the good songs, baby. You read the good songs, baby. stuff rubs me the wrong way but for some reason this i just eat it up yeah there's because it's not just super peppy poppy happy it's because they're kind of mad about it that's what i always hear in their songs they love each other so much and they're kind of yelling at each other the whole time when (laughs) you watch them play they're like fighting with their instruments (laughs) well and the jason the drummer is like this big lanky guy and so he's always just kind of just banging these angle towards her and she's just yelling and but so you know here you could see us through is a great refrain um as you know as far as refrains about love go especially because what i love is it acknowledges that sometimes you don't have it in yourself and you have to count on your partner to have enough of it to see both of you through to take turns leaning on each other yeah yeah, because I think like, what they, the way that they acknowledge that love is hard, and sing through it, that's what I love about all of their music. Sing through it. Yeah. Like this. We are rocking out here at our dining room table, everybody, because, oh my god. I mean, I just, I always feel it. I've listened to this so many times, I always just feel it, because you're so right. It's so exciting. Yes. As it Is that what be. you feel when yes. you say you always feel it? Is it excitement or yes, something it, else? Yes, it's exciting. It's, it's like, I was pumping my fists in the air and singing along. And how does that excitement go with what they're singing about? They're singing about love. But they're singing about a really particular part of it. They're singing about, they're excited about knowing that the other one can see them through. There's something about knowing that you can. uh, Right. It's like holding on, like 
I don't know, if we're jumping out of a plane together and you're like, all right, I'm going to hold on to you and I know that you're going to help me and I'm terrified, but I'm going to hold on to you really tight and then scream. And it works because they're both doing it. They're both, that's right. Like, that's why it works. And that's why the, all of their music works is the, the way that they play off of each other. And in most of this song, they're singing the exact same lyrics, taking yeah. turns, yeah, yeah. singing them to each other. Yeah. Um, and the entire intent of what they're saying is about how the other person has all the power and is doing all the awesome stuff but they're singing it to each other exactly so they're both they're both equally powerful they're both equally solving the puzzle they're both equally working they're both equally loving as hard as they can uh and they're both counting on the other person to do it and that's why it feels so exciting because they can yeah and yeah you know the the fact that even all those things like you're saying like you know, she says, uh, you, you find the, uh, you find the corner piece first. And then he says it back. You find the corner piece first. Mm-hmm. It's like every little fight. It's mm-hmm. like repeating what somebody says. You, you're always bearing gifts. You're always you're bearing, bearing gifts. Gift. <laughs> yeah. But, but exactly. They're fighting about the other person being the best one. <laughs> That's right. And then she's even like, I like the old songs better. I like the old songs better. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. And that's why, yeah, that's, that's why they just kind of, fit together is they both want to yell this stuff at each other and they both want to (laughs) (laughs) I think that's like we've always both really loved this band um and I think one of the reasons is that they seem like they've been together a long time and they've accepted a lot of it's they're not in the place where a lot of music is where it's about finding someone yeah (laughs) um and it's about that uh part of love that feels all uh, passionate and easy and pretty it's this other deeper harder twistier yeah. part that in so many ways is better yeah i mean i think so yeah if you're lucky enough to find it like it feels more difficult it's difficult loves yeah i don't know about be- <laughs> yeah. better it just i mean it speaks more to us because we've been together for a long time and uh better in that i wouldn't trade it yeah, that's true. What are you thinking about? I'm thinking about um, how much, what other things are like that, like hit that spot. And there's a lot of other husband-wife bands or like partner bands, you know, obviously, where the, they've been together for a long time. Um, Do they sing about their relationship? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> what other husband-wife bands are you thinking about? Uh... Isn't low a husband wife band? I think. Um, oh well, there's so many, but now I can't think of any. I can only think of Icantina. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. the way this relationship feels more than that one. Yeah, this is this is warmer. It's warmer. <laughs> um, so yeah, the first line. They say you write the good songs, baby. So oh, in some yeah. ways, this is not even. It's one of those things that sometimes annoys both of us, like songs about being in a band, too self-referential, you know? yeah, like writing books about uh, about writers. Because I can't really relate. Right, I don't do that. Right, um, <laughs> but you write the good songs, baby. I'll write until the end, and you can stand above us, and we can still be friends. Right. What do you hear in that that made you want to talk about it? I mean, they're both trying to. 
if, if you read it the way that we're talking about it, where they're both kind of saying the same things to each other, they're both think the other one is better uh-huh. and they're kind of have this competitive thing together because they both write songs together and right. they do things together. And so each of them has this complex where they think the other one is better, but they appreciate that the other one can be better and they could still be friends. Uh-huh. Like, well, right. So they're, they're elevating each other. They are elevating each other. Yeah. It's very different than Ike and Tina. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, they are elevating each other instead of bringing each other down. And I, that is an interesting piece about how their own artistic uh, voice is feeling like uh, self-conscious, right? Um, and not good enough. But I think that's a part of relationships too where like, I know this is a thing I struggle with where like, if I acknowledge how awesome you are, my value has to go up in mm-hmm. order to feel like I'm worth you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people unintentionally because they question their own worth will drag down the esteem of their partner because like, why would that person choose me if I'm not amazing, yeah. right? Um, and it's a different kind of challenge to acknowledge if you really look at everything that's beautiful about the person that chose you, right? Um, you also have to see yourself as worthy, you know, in order to stay in it. Um, and so the way that they are elevating each other and then sort of like struggling through that, that feels a little difficult, but it's also awesome to have someone like who's better and hotter and smarter and cooler than you are, right? Because you get to hang out with them. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get to hang out with them. And you get to work with them and create something awesome together and, and push each other. near each other helps you recognize that you have that in you too. Yeah. They're like a awesome power enhancer. They're like an awesome power enhancer, she said. Man. Enhancing your awesome power. The other really cool thing about... <laughs> Thank you. The other really cool thing is then in the second verse, they say it's like a jigsaw maybe. Oh, okay. It's, it's still not sure. That's like, like you said, there's joy everywhere, obviously, like overwhelming joy in the sound. Mm-hmm. But there's also that little bit of um, anger or um, frustration. frustration. But there's also all this doubt. And this is, mm-hmm. you know, a love song. And like, you know, I think that's one of the, I was, because before I was thinking about why aren't there, you know, there's a lot of songs about obviously like long term relationships and things. Um, but the songs that are about the like initial stages of love are the more typical love songs, uh-huh. the more typical pop songs. Uh, because those always have all that uncertainty and doubt in them, which I guess people relate to more because everybody always feels doubt all the time. And if, you know, if there were only songs about like, we've been married 25 years, it was great, no problem. I feel so much security. (laughs) This one's called So Much Security. (laughs) You come home every night. (laughs) (laughs) I always know you will. Oh gosh, we should really either stop doing that or keep doing it. <laughs> I'm not sure what. It's um, I guess we should stop doing that. Uh, so yeah, so saying it's like a jigsaw, maybe. Oh, anyway, yeah, people being you know too uh, like pedantic or whatever in their lyrics about like here's the secret of life because you know you're just a musician. Uh, <laughs> you know when musicians why who should are I like, listen to you? you know 22 are trying to like. <laughs> No offense to my 22-year-old friends. Um, are trying to... I'm sure are excellent musicians. Yes. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> of course they are. Um, they all have recording contracts. Um, but, you know, 
when people are kind of trying it's what what people what people hate about Ed Sheeran you know which I never really listened to but I like reading um nasty reviews about him because <laughs> sometimes they're good um you know he's got all these like pearls of wisdom and he's just oh, like a yeah, guy yeah. so you like that there's <laughs> singing about not knowing yeah. and embracing that I love not knowing I mean it's a hard place to embrace that's right and it's easier to embrace with a partner <laughs> Yeah, so you're not alone in it, right? Yeah, you hold on to each other when you jump out of the plane. Yes, it's like a jigsaw, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> do you do anything with the "you found the corner piece first line? Well, the corner piece is an important part of doing a jigsaw puzzle. I really? do a lot of jigsaw <laughs> puzzles personally, and so kind of I'm expert must you be to know that. <laughs> You, it's true. Laura does a lot of jigsaw puzzles. She's doing some right now. Not like right now, but. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's finding an important part of the puzzle, which holds the whole structure together. Right. Um, and it is sort of like, I think that's part of why I think about the competitiveness between them too, is yeah. that when you are doing a jigsaw puzzle with another person, in part, there's the joy of like sharing the puzzle solving together but there's also a little bit of finding the corner piece is exciting <laughs> and the, uh, someone else finding the corner piece first is kind of um, <laughs> like you lost you know <laughs> they found it <laughs> so it's great because you found it and you're gonna help us get to the part where it's put together faster but also i wanted to find it <laughs> that's funny because then after that she says we never asked for nothing you're always bearing gifts aren't you mm. i don't really know what that means I think, I mean, I hear in that part, I think about how you give me so much even when I don't ask for it. In fact, I very deliberately try not to ask for things. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and you are always just sort of bringing me surprises emotionally, like with actual gifts too. But I think just um, that's part of where I find Security or joy in our relationship is knowing that you keep giving me stuff. I'm always sort of surprised by it. That's really nice. <laughs> I think so, too. I mean, <laughs> it's very nice for me. <laughs> I meant that. I meant that. That was nice to say. Um, what do you hear about finding the corner piece first? I think there's more of, like, you see the other person as more important mm. to the union. Mm-hmm. But again, they both say it. Mm -hmm. So they both see each other that way. I don't know. I actually, I never really think about it that much. I just like the image of them doing a jigsaw puzzle together. Mm -hmm. um, that is always lovely to me. Um, and them kind of yelling at each other about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's more of where, where it lies with me. I always thought at the end they were saying, this thing was made for you and me. But it's actually their sting was made for you and me. The sting of Ooh. the old songs. I like the old songs better. Their sting was made for you and me. Uh -huh. and Why are they celebrating a song giving them a stinging feeling? Well, that's that kind of uh -huh. kind of edge to the music uh -huh. you were talking about. And that's what, you know, we were saying before, those old stuff that has all that crazy organ sounds and stuff. Look up, you know, it's the stuff off of Team Boo or um, My Solo Project. And, um, and then our, 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 I think, my favorite album, which is Bring It Back, um, which still has the organ on it. Um, that's those songs are insane and they, and they like there's so much yelling and like but also singing along and that pure joy stuff and um maybe they just i don't know for them if they think about when they wrote those songs and 
they were younger or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I think that also just makes me think of remembering the the moments or the the things that you've done with your partner that feel like really big and and are really um, it could even be like your big fights or something mm-hmm. that were foundational you know and they make it more real yeah like just you know i just flashed back to you right now no a fight in <laughs> which fight oh where were we <laughs> um i'm thinking of so many fights now. <laughs> <laughs> um we were in another country was it when we were in paris Oh, was it about the crepes? That was a good one. <laughs> it was just like that one. <laughs> so, you know, right now we're thinking about that fight about the crepes and how we, you know, <laughs> hunger marched around Paris for two hours before ending up back at the crepes, you know, and eating out of spite or something and being... Oh, we remember. were eating angry crepes. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so much worse than the love crepes we had the other night. <laughs> the first time we had the crepes. Um... So anyway, you know, you think about that old song or that old fight and it's, uh, my favorite fight is it's what I want to know what you were going to say, but I have a very favorite fight moment. That's in. So like they said that their sting was made for you and me, that, that was, that was, that was a thing that, uh, pushed both of us. We grew from it. Yes. We got stronger from it. Yeah. That pushed us towards each other, not away from each other. Yeah. My favorite fight was the first fight we had after we got married. And, um, (laughs) it was the first time I I think we were married, but it was the first time that we were fighting where I knew that the fight wasn't going to break us. It was going to be a thing that, um, we got over and then you could just lean into it. Yeah. And so I had so much fun fighting (laughs) with you. And I remember I was in the shower and we were taking turns snapping the shower curtain (laughs) back and forth. And one of us would throw it open. The other one would slam it closed. And I remember um, throwing it open and yelling at you and having the thought that um, we were going to have more fights later, that we were going to fix this one and we were going to be okay. It wasn't going to break us. Um, And I remember slamming the shower curtain shut with this angry look on my face. And then you didn't see it, but I started smiling so big (laughs) because I was so happy to have found that. And then I had to remember I was mad so I could keep fighting with you. (laughs) And that's what I hear in Mates of States music. Beautiful. <laughs> yep, there it is. All right. <laughs> Sting was made for you and me. That's great. All right, so that was Jigsaw um, from Rearrange Us. Um, cool. Well, if you listen again. Thanks. Thanks. Again. <laughs> um, once we have the website up, we'll figure out things, um, you know, other things we can do. But for Some now, people started asking us if we could um, listen to specific songs. People were making suggestions. Yeah. We are totally open to suggestions. That's so please cool. feel free to um, send more to us. We even have an email. You could email us. Yeah, but you know how to find us because you you're our friends and family. We love our numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so call me. <laughs> So what I'm going to do is I'm going to set an alert on my phone for 7 a.m. Okay. And 
we're going to see if this experiment works because I think it might be genius, but I'm not sure. Wait, so what's going to happen when the alarm goes off? No, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get an alert and it's going to say, how does your stomach feel? Are you glad you chose not to eat too much ice cream last night? Okay. And then we're going to have a moment where we check in about that <laughs> and probably say, I feel great. I'm glad I don't have okay. a belly full of ice cream. Okay. And then we're going to be able to associate choosing not to have ice cream with a good feeling instead of the current feeling, which I still have of wishing I had ice cream and regretting it. Right. Because right now that's outweighing any good feeling. Yes. But that's because the good feeling is not going to come until later yeah. okay. when it's the absence of a bad feeling. Cool. You don't sound interested in this.